Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brandon coming to you live from Fort Smith, Arkansas, with another Fish of the Men video broadcast. And it is good to be here this evening and I'd like to welcome you all to our Tuesday night Bible study. And uh, tonight we're going to be in Matthew chapter 3. And uh, Lord willing, next week we'll hopefully be in Matthew chapter 4. And uh, we're just kind of just kind of just keep on rolling. And uh, it, we were in chapter one for a while, but it's we're kind of picking up some momentum. We're starting to kind of get somewhere. So y'all pray for me. Um, got a lot of stuff uh, to talk about tonight. So um, it's believe it or not, it's only like 17 verses long this chapter. But I've got a whole boatload of verses to go through tonight. Um, so it's gonna probably it's gonna be a bit tonight before we actually call it quits. Um, <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, so we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. So if I talk really really fast, it's just because you know we got a lot of stuff to go through, a lot of verses to go through. Um, I mean, I got a lot of stuff here. So, and. Um, So yeah, um, there's not really a whole lot of announcements. Um, I think here in the coming up in a couple of weeks we have Resurrection Sunday, uh, so that's Sunday evening. Uh, Lord willing, we will have a special broadcast. Um, I do want to apologize. Uh, I did not do a broadcast last Sunday. Um, I just I don't know what's going on with me, but. The last few days, I have not been myself. And Sunday, I just didn't feel like doing a video. Um, really didn't feel like doing one, just because it, it just I just got hit hard with with a lot of stuff. Um, so, Lord willing, hopefully this Sunday I will do what I was supposed to do last Sunday. Um, I already know what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to be getting into, uh, I think it's Genesis 19 with Sodom and Gomorrah. Getting into Sodomites, getting into a lot of the angels also as well as getting into hell. And uh, we might be talking about a little bit about hell tonight. Um, so, anyways... Um, so yeah, so I do apologize for that. Um, with that said, uh, please do pray for me. Um, do pray for Brother Joey. Uh, pray for my ministry. Pray for my pray for this video. Pray for my videos. Pray for the YouTube ministry. That um, you know, pray pray for that. Pray for the sermon audio ministry. Um, but also pray for me as well. I know I said that. Um, I'm not doing very well tonight. Still not doing well. This is this has not been since Sunday evening. This has not been the greatest week so far. And I don't know why. It just has not been a great week. Um I'm just getting hit with a whole bunch of stuff. That's all I'm going to really say to that. So you all pray for me. 
I need it. I need the prayers. I do need the prayers. So you all pray for me on that, all right? So you, you keep me in prayer. You keep my ministry in prayer. You know, keep these videos in prayer. Um, pray that God would take them and do with them as he wills, all right? Um, you know, I think with that said, I don't have anything else. Um, so if anyone has any prayers or praises, you can feel free to uh, put them in the comments section. And uh, I think we're just going to go ahead and get started because I got a lot of a lot of information tonight and a lot of verses to go through. So y'all stick with me. Please be patient with me and we'll we'll get through this. All right. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter three, Matthew chapter three. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to be starting here in verse one. And it says, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his paths straight. So we see here that we see John the Baptist, and we will be diving more into the beginning of John the Baptist when we get into the book of Luke, which won't be for a while yet. So, but we will be getting into that more in depth and in in depth as we go on through the gospels, okay? Now, um, John the Baptist is preaching repentance. And that's something that needs to be taught more nowadays. And he don't. You hear all these uh, feel-good preachers that will tell you that you need to just have your best life now and, and all that stuff. Well... That's not what John the Baptist was preaching. He was not preaching your best life now. John the Baptist was preaching repentance. Okay, repentance of sins. You need to repent of your sins. Repent, repent, repent. For it is not God's will for any to perish, but for what? But for all to come to repentance. We all need to repent. And the lost people need to repent to get saved. They need to repent of their sins. They need to, they need to cry out to the Lord to ask, ask the Lord to save, to save them. Amen. You know they, the lost need to cry out to Christ to to and ask Him to save them. Amen. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um, we are saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves, lest any man should boast. For it is the gift of God. But we are to repent, and believers need to repent, because we still do stupid stuff that we need to repent of, and we get chastened, and when we get chastened, we need to repent, amen? And so John the Baptist was preaching repentance. Now, uh, in Mark chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, it says, the, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So this is in reference to John the Baptist. 
Um, in Matthew chapter 11, verses 7 through 11, it says, And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitude concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out, to, out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. In Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 through 5, it says, The voice of him that cried in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. In Daniel chapter 2 verse 44 it says, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, it says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people, that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, it says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. And the power. And the glory. Forever and ever. Amen. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 through 15, it says, And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves. For the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town ye shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy. And there abide 
till you go thence. And when you come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be but if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Now I'm going to tell you something. Actually, let me read this verse and I'll explain why Jesus said what he said. Okay, so in Mark chapter 1 verse 15 it says, And saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Okay, so when Jesus says it'll be, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment for that city, here's why he said that. It's because when you go to when you go somewhere, when you go somewhere and they hear the gospel, they hear the word being preached, but they deliberately reject it. You know what that's telling you know what's showing you? Jesus is showing you that those who hear the word of God and yet reject it, you will be held accountable for what you heard and rejected. You see, in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, there was no prophet. There was no prophet that went to Sodom and Gomorrah to preach the gospel to them. They didn't hear the gospel. They didn't know what it was. They didn't know, they didn't know anything about the word of God. So in the day of judgment for Sodom and Gomorrah, it's going to be more tolerable for them than those who reject it, than those who reject the message of the gospel because Sodom and Gomorrah never heard it. But yet they were wiped out of the face of the earth because of their sin. But you realize that their sin could be forgiven. But they didn't choose. They didn't choose. They, they chose to continue on in their ways. Okay? So, here's a message for you. If you hear the gospel and you reject it, just know that in the day of judgment... It's going to be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than you. Because you know better. You've heard the gospel and yet deliberately rejected. Don't be one of those people that deliberately reject it. Don't be that way. Because it's not going to bode very well. It's not going to bode well at all for you in the day of judgment. It won't bode well at all for you. Just saying. Luke chapter 1 verse 17. It says, And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. In Luke chapter one, in that same chapter, but in verses seventy six to seventy seven, it says, "And thou, 
And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Again, that's talking about John the Baptist. In John chapter 1, verse 15 to 23, it says, John bare witness of him, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have we have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father... He hath declared him, and this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? That we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. So we see that this is John preparing the way of the Lord, preaching repentance, and baptizing people for the remission of sin. Okay. Now, let's pick up here in verse 4, and let's go through verse 4, 5, and 6. Um, it says, And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leather girdle about his loins, and his meat was... Locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan. And were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. Okay. So, verse 4. So we see what John ate. He ate locusts and he ate honey. Wild honey. Okay. Now, in Leviticus chapter 11, verse 22, it says, Even these of them you may eat, the locust after his kind, and the bald locust after his kind, and the beetle after his kind, and the grasshopper after this kind. So God said, you can eat these because these animals are clean. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know if I really want to eat a grasshopper or a beetle, but God says you can eat them. Because they're clean. They're not unclean animals. Um, 2 Kings chapter 1 verse 8. It says, And they answered him. Uh, answered him. He was a hairy man. And girt with a girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, It is Elijah the Tishbite. So we see that Elijah and, and John. Kind of wore similar clothing. Um. Zechariah chapter 13 verse 4 it says and it shall come to pass in that day that the prophet shall be ashamed every one of his vision 
when he has prophesied, neither shall they wear a rough garment to deceive. And Matthew chapter 11, verse 18, For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he hath a devil. You see, they didn't like John very well. Because John was teaching repentance. He was trying to make way for the Lord. He was preaching things that people didn't like to hear. And nowadays, people don't like to hear about hell. They don't like to hear about repentance. They don't want to hear about how the King James is the only... You know, there's all sorts of things that people don't like to hear. Because all they want to hear is how, how I can have my best life now. Well, the truth of the matter is, it's not about having your best life now. Um, anyone who teaches that is a false teacher and a false prophet. John taught repentance and remission of sin. And that's what, that's what, that, that's what needs to be preached. Um, Luke chapter 3, verse 3, it says, And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Oh yeah, that's another thing people don't like to hear. They don't like to hear you pointing out their sin because they'll be they'll be flippant about it. They'll say, "Well, you can't judge me. Only God can." Well, the only thing I have to say about that is if you don't like if you didn't like what I said according to the word of God, then you're not going to like God's God's judgment. And believe me, okay? If there's anyone watching, let me give you a warning on something. If you guys don't... If, if there's anyone watching that doesn't feel sorry for their sin, believe me when I tell you, you will feel sorry for your sin. You will be sorry for your sin. I promise you, you will be sorry for your sin. If you're not going to be sorry for your sin here, you will be sorry for your sin. And the time that happens is up to you. You can either choose to do it now, or you can wait till you get into eternity. But just so you know, if you wait till you get into eternity to feel sorry for your sin, it's already too late. So, this is my warning. If you repent, okay, so if you don't repent and you reject Christ and you die in your sin, you're going to split hell wide open. Eventually, you're going to be resurrected. You're going to stand before the great white throne judgment. You're going to be judged based on your works. And then you're going to be tossed into hell alive. Oh, sorry. You're going to be tossed in the lake of fire alive. But if you, if you repent and you ask for forgiveness and you cry out to God, you cry out to Christ to have him save you right now, you don't have to go through all that. You don't. Nobody has to go to hell. Because hell was only created for the devil and his angels. 
nobody has to go to hell. But people will. And you know what really aches me? You get people. You get people. That say. Going to hell. And proud. There are people that are proud. That they're going to hell. Well. Let me tell you something. You could say that all you want to right now, but if you really end up in hell, you're not going to be so proud. And when you stand before God in judgment, you're going to give an account. And if you die and you go to hell and you get resurrected and you stand before God, fully knowing that you rejected him and rejected the gospel... The Bible says it's going to be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than you. So don't put yourself in that position of rejecting the gospel because in the day of judgment, it's going to be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than you. Don't put yourself, don't, don't, don't put yourself in that position. I say this as a warning that if you don't get your life right and if you don't if you don't get your life right and you don't come to Christ and you don't accept him and you die and go to hell sure you'll be resurrected but you're going to have to stand before almighty God and every little dirty little secret every little dirty deed that you've ever done in private will be Open for everybody to hear. There won't be just some quite hush-hush thing. No, it's all coming out. Whether you like it or not. If it doesn't come out here, it's gonna come, it's gonna come out and it's gonna come out in, in eternity. And trust me on this. Whatever you do, there is a, whatever you think, say, and do. There is an angel recording all that. Think about that. That's, that's a scary thought. Mark chapter 1 verse 5. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him. In the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Ezra chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Now when Ezra had prayed, and when he had confessed, weeping and casting himself down before the house of God, there assembled unto him out of Israel a very great congregation of men and women and children, for the people wept very sore. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 through 13, it says, I, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the gardener, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan, 
unto John to be baptized of him. In John chapter 1, verse 25 to 26, and it says, And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not the Christ or Elias, neither that prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. Alright, <clears throat> let's go ahead and pick up here in verse, uh, verse 7. It says, But when he, saw, when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the, the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth, for, bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor, and gather his wheat into the gardener, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. That's talking about hell, by the way. And we'll get to that here in a moment. So, let's, um, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 4. They that forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. So they that forsake the law praise the wicked. So I want you to think about that for a second. Think about the Pharisees, who they were. The Pharisees were religious leaders that claimed that they kept the law, but you know what they did? They praised the wicked. As a matter of fact, to prove how true that that true how God's word is, you know what? You know what happened when Jesus was on was on trial? The Pharisees that claimed to follow God's laws and keep them. They were the ones that wanted a murderer to be released and have Christ crucified. They wanted a murderer to be released and have an innocent man crucified. That's how wicked those Pharisees were. They were wicked. Okay, they were wicked, wicked, wicked. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. And Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 6, it says, The Pharisee also with the Sadducees came, and tempting, 
desiring him that he would shew them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye shall say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then, then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Uh, Matthew chapter okay so and so in that same chapter in, in Matthew 16 and verse 11 through 12 it says how is it that you do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread that you should that you should be aware of the loving of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the loving of bread but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees you see, leaven is sin. And the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees is hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy, folks. Sorry guys, my notes is kind of going crazy. It's hypocrisy. Uh, Matthew chapter 22, verses 23 to 32. It says, Then the same day came to him the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection, and asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, If a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife, and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were with us seven brethren, and the first, when he had married a wife, deceased, and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third unto the seventh. And last of all the women died also. Therefore, in the resurrection... Whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry, nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Amen. God is the God of the living, not the dead. Uh, Luke chapter 3, verse 8. It says, Bring forth... Therefore, fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. In Acts chapter 26, verse 20, it says, But shoot first unto them, 
of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 through 9, it says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit in all goodness and righteousness and truth. And Luke chapter 16, verse 24, and it says, And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. You see, let me tell you something. This was the rich man in hell. And he wanted Lazarus to dip his tongue and cool his tongue. But you want to know something? When a person goes to hell, it's not going to be some party that they're going to party it up. When a person ends up in hell, they're separated from God for all eternity and they're tormented in flames, and that flame is not going out. You're tormented for all eternity. Until you are resurrected, then you're going to be judged in front of the great white throne, and then after that judgment, you will be tossed into the lake of fire alive, where your torment will continue. You see, hell is temporary because eventually you'll, everyone in hell is going to be let out and they're going, to be, they're going to stand before God in judgment at the great white throne and they're going to be judged on their works. And then after that, they're going to be tossed alive into the lake of fire. And the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. You're not going to be annihilated. You're going to be tormented. John chapter 8, verse 33 to 40. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, if ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. In Acts chapter 13, verse 26, Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. In Romans chapter 4, verse 1 through 3, 
What shall we say then that Abraham our father is pertaining to the flesh? Hath found. For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted it was counted unto him for righteousness. In 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 7, it says, But the man that shall touch them must be fenced with iron and the staff of a spear, and they shall be utterly burned with fire in the same place. In Psalm 92, verse 12 to 13, it says, The righteous shall flourish like, a palm, like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. In Psalm 140, verse 10, it says, Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into deep pits, that they rise not up again. Did you catch that? You know what that's talking about? That's talking about hell. When somebody ends up in hell, you're not getting out. The only time you're getting out of hell is to stand, be to stand in judgment before God Almighty. And then you're going right into the lake of fire afterwards. Listen, this is why, if you don't, and, and the thing is, I, that might sound scary to you, and it, and it is scary. If you don't want that to happen, you need to call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it's only through Jesus Christ that you can be spared from having to go through any of that. Christ came to save you from your sins, but he also saved you. He also saves you from hell and from going there. Even though we deserve going to hell, it's Christ and His mercy and grace. Through Him, we don't have to go. This is why people need to get saved. Because you don't want to end up in hell for all eternity. And you don't want to be let out and stand before the righteous judge... With all your and, and being judged according to your works and then being tossed into the lake of fire alive. I don't think anyone wants that. And guess what? All you have to do is cry out to Christ and ask him to save you. That's all you gotta do. If you don't want to go to hell, if you don't want to spend all eternity in the lake of fire, all you have to do is cry out to Christ. Ask him to save you. That's all you got to do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you to repeat a prayer. I'm not gonna ask you that you need to say this and this and this. No, just cry out to Christ and ask Him to save you. It's that simple. It is that simple, folks. It is that simple. Um, Daniel chapter four, verse fourteen. It says, "He cried aloud and said thus." Hew down the tree and cut off his branches, shake off his leaves and scatter his fruit. Let the beasts get away from under it and the fowls from his branches. And Malachi chapter 3 verse 2 through 3 it says, But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering and righteousness. 
In Matthew chapter 7, verse 19, it says, Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. In Luke chapter 3, verse 9, it says, And now also the axe is laid at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. In Isaiah chapter 4, verse 4, it says, When the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof, by the spirit of judgment, and by the spirit of burning. In Mark chapter 1, verse 4, John did baptize in the wilderness, and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Again, Mark chapter 1, verses 7 through 8, it says, And he preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than than I after me, the latch of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. In Luke chapter 3, verse 16, it says, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latch of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. In John chapter 1, verse 15, it says, John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Amen. Now, Psalm chapter 1, verse 4, it says, The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 31, and the strong shall be as tow, and the, the marker of it as a spark, and they shall both burn together, and none shall quench them. Isaiah 27 4 says, Fury is not in me. Who would set the briars and thorns against me in battle? I would go through them, I would burn them together. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 24. It says, The oxen likewise, and the young asses that ear the ground shall eat clean provender, which hath been renowned with the shovel and with the fan. Isaiah 41, 16, it says, Thou shalt fan them, and the wind shall carry them away, and the whirlwind shall scatter them. And thou shalt rejoice in the Lord, and shalt glory in the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah 66, verse 24, it says, And they shall go forth and look upon the carcass of the men that have transgressed against me. For their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be in pouring to, unto all flesh. You see, that is talking about the torments of hell. The fire is not going to be quenched. It won't be quenched. And the worm will not die. Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 20. It says, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, mine anger and my fury shall be poured out upon this place, upon man and upon beast, and upon the trees of the field, and upon the fruit of the ground, and it shall burn and shall not be quenched. Amen. Now I know we went through a lot of scripture. We're not done yet. But we're getting into our last section now.
Okay, so let's go back to Matthew chapter 13. And let's finish. Let's go ahead and start. Let's go ahead and um, we'll read this last, last section. And then we'll go through the last remaining verses. And then we'll close for the night. Okay. So starting in verse 13. <clears throat> it says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and, a, and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Whoops. In Mark chapter 1, verse 9, it says, And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. In Luke chapter 3, verses 21 to 22, Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon them. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, and thee I am well pleased. In John chapter 1, verse 31, it says, And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. In Romans, chap in Romans chapter 1, verse 13, it says, Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. In Hebrews chapter 7, verse 23, it says, And they truly were many priests, because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. In Psalm chapter 40, verse 7 through 8, it says, Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written on me. I delight to do the I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. Let me tell you something about that particular verse. It says in the volume of the book, I come in the volume of the book that is written on me. You know what that means? It means that God does everything by His Word. And He will not do anything outside His Word. So when you hear people say, well, me and God got our own thing going on. No, that's, that's, no, you do not. You do not have... You and God do not have your own thing going on. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Because 
it says that God will come in the volume of the book, it is written of me, which means that God is going to do things by the book, by his word. Don't let anyone try to con you into thinking that that someone and them and you know you got somebody and, and God have their own deal going on. No, that's not that's no, don't buy into that nonsense. Okay. You do not have your own thing with God. God says you need to believe and put your faith in my son Jesus Christ, and whom is the word of God. He's wanting you to believe his, his word. And it puts your faith and trust in his word. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you can't accept the terms of putting your faith and trust in Christ and, put, and, and actually believing on what God said, then you're not saved. If you cannot accept those terms, you're not truly saved. Now, when I say accept those terms, meaning the terms of what God wants us to do is to believe and put our faith and trust in His Son, Jesus Christ. If you can't do that, then how are you saved? Just saying. God always does things by the book. Okay? Always. Which is important and why we need to be reading and studying the Bible. Amen. John chapter 4 verse 34 it says, Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. John chapter 8 verse 29 it says, And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things which please him. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 through 3. It says, And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Isaiah chapter 42 verse 1 it says, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, and whom my soul delighteth. I put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Ezekiel 1 verse 1 now it came to pass in the thirtieth year, and the fourth month, and the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Kabar, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. Mark chapter 1, verse 10. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened, and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. In Luke chapter 3, verse 22. Sorry about that. In Luke chapter 3, verse 22, it says, And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape, like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, saying, Thou art my beloved Son, 
and thee I am well pleased. John chapter 1, verse 32. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. Psalm chapter 2, verse 7. It says, I will declare the, the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 18, it says, Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall shew judgment to the Gentiles. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, it says, While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed, overshadowed them, and behold, a voice of the cloud which said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. In Mark chapter 1, verse 11, And there came a voice from heaven, saying, Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Two more verses, and we'll, we'll, finish, we'll, we'll wrap up for the night, okay? Mark chapter 9, verse 7, it says, And there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son. Hear him. In Luke chapter 3, verse 22, this is our last verse. Luke chapter 3, verse 22. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape, like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. You see, Jesus Christ is God's beloved Son, in whom He is well pleased. Can I ask you guys a question? Are you saved tonight? Because if not, you can be saved. You can be saved tonight. And all you have to do is just cry out to God and ask, and just ask to... Ask the Lord to save you. That's all you need to do. Whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. And you know what? You are that who you are that whosoever. And I'm going to tell you something. If you cry out to Christ, if tonight the Holy Ghost convicts you and you cry out to Christ to save you. You cry out to Christ to have him save you. And you believe on him. And you believe on his words. And you put your faith and trust in Christ. And you have a personal relationship with Christ. You know what the good news is? The good news is. You're not just forgiven of all your sin. But Christ seals you with his spirit. And therefore... Once you become saved, you're saved. It means you won't be going to hell. You won't have to go to hell. That's the good news. Here's the bad news. If you're if you're watching this and you're lost, 
and you think I'm just blowing smoke out my ears, and if you think that everything that I'm saying is a bunch of crock, okay. I can understand that. I'm not mad. You can say whatever you want. It's your choice. I'm not going to force you. Just know, if you reject Christ, I, I didn't say if you reject what I said. No, mm -mm, that's not what I said. If you reject Christ, and you reject the gospel, and all your life you reject Christ and the gospel, and you die in your sin, and you end up in hell, it's going to be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than you. Because you heard the gospel. You heard what Jesus Christ can do. And if you go your whole life rejecting him and rejecting the gospel and you die in your sin and you split hell wide open, it's going to be more tolerable than in the day of judgment for Sodom and Gomorrah than you. Don't live your life in complete rejection. And there's going to be many of those that will. Don't be that way though. I don't want you to go to hell. I don't want you to be in the lake of fire. Because I'm gonna let me tell you, let me let me tell you what's gonna happen if you choose choose the path of hell. Okay? Let me tell you what's gonna happen. If you reject Christ, if you reject the Bible, you reject the gospel, and you live your whole life in that rejection, and you die in your sin. And you split hell wide open. You split hell wide open. And you go there. The only time you're coming out. Is you're going to be resurrected. And you're going to stand before God. The books are going to be open. And you're going to be judged. Out of what is written in those books. After, after that judgment you will be tossed alive in the lake of fire. And once you're in the lake of fire, there's no escaping, there's no coming out. Once you're in the lake of fire, you're in the lake of fire for all eternity. The good news is, you don't have to go that route. The good news is, right now, today, you can cry out to Jesus Christ, ask Him to forgive you of your sins, ask Him to save you, and He will. If you believe in your heart, and you know that you need a Savior, if you just cry out to Him, and you ask Him to save you, He'll save you. And if you go that route, if you go the route of being saved, getting born again, getting regenerated by the power of the Holy Ghost, you know what's going to happen? You're going to be a new creature. You're going to be a child of God. The road's going to be rough. But you're going to be a child of God. God's going to seal you with His, with, with His Spirit. But guess what? You won't, you won't be going to hell or to the lake of fire. If you ask the Lord to save you, if you ask the Lord to save you, He'll save you. Amen? But if you're watching this and you're lost, the Bible says that God is angry with the wicked every day. 
And if you're lost today, God's wrath already abides on you. The good news is it doesn't have to be that way. All you have to do is cry out to Christ. Put your faith and trust in what Christ did for you at the cross of Calvary. Let me tell you something. It is not God's will for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. And God does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked. He does not. He wants everyone, he wants everyone to have an equal shot of being saved. God so, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, so that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants you to be there with him. But like I said in tonight's, in tonight's study, God's going to do it by the book. Don't think that you and God can have some sort of private little contract. Or I'm not going to say that. Don't ever think that you and God are going to have some sort of covenant towards your thing. No, 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 no. It's either you believe this book or you don't. Simple. God is going to do it by the book. God already has his terms laid out. Will you accept it? And simply just accepting it is believing on Jesus Christ. Putting your faith and trust in him. Being born again. You cannot get saved on your own terms. Mm -mm. The Holy Ghost has to draw you to him. But will you accept him today? Will you accept Christ today? I don't want you to be in hell. I want you to be in heaven. Hell and the lake of fire is a place you don't want to be. Let me tell you something. If you will not be sorry for what you've done, for any sins that you've committed, if you're not going to be sorry for that, I promise you there's coming a day where you will be sorry. And that day that you realize that you're sorry may be too late. And you're going you're gonna to probably wonder, why didn't I... Why didn't I? Why didn't I? Why didn't I? You know, there are people in hell right now that are probably wanting to reach their loved ones to tell people to not come to this place. If you don't believe me, the rich man was wanting Lazarus to go, go send... Go send uh, people to tell his family. Abraham said they have Moses and the prophets. If they don't hear him, they won't be convinced for a one who was raised from the dead. Just being honest with you. You don't want to go to hell. You don't want to end up in the lake of fire. Amen.
If you're not sorry for your sins, I promise you one day you will be. I promise you. You will be sorry for your sin. Whether you do it now or whether you do it later. It would be better if you do it now. It would be better if you were sorry for your sin now and cry out to Christ. But if, but if it takes for you to die and end up in hell and then you start to grieve your sin and be sorry for your sin in hell, it's already too late. You got one shot. And that one shot is this life. Will you take it? Because after this life, after you leave your body and you go to hell, you ain't getting a second chance. And the only time people are coming out of hell is to face judgment and then going right into the lake of fire. That's it. There is no second chance. This is your chance. Will you take it? Don't wait. Today is the day of salvation. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I beseech you. I'm pleading with you. Please, please, please. If the Holy Ghost is tugging at your heart and tugging you to come to Christ, do it now. Because tomorrow's going to be too tomorrow could be too late. But if you die in your sin and you reject Christ, and you go to hell. And you split hell wide open. It's too late. It is too late. Please don't make that decision. I beseech you, please do not make that decision to reject Christ. Because if you reject Christ and you reject the gospel after even hearing it, the Bible makes it clear it's going to be more tolerable in a day of judgment for Sodom and Gomorrah than you. Don't put yourself in that position. For all those who are listening to this and watching to this, God is going to hold you accountable for everything you've heard. And God's going to hold me accountable for everything I said. But He's going to hold you accountable for what you've heard and what you did with it. Balls in your court. I'm not trying to be mean. But you have to understand. This is eternity. Eternity is too long to be wrong. Let's get it right here. Not then. Because then it's too late. Amen. Anyways. Um, I want to thank you all for those who have been tuning in. Um, do pray for me. Um, pray for my videos. Pray that this would be a blessing for those who watch these. Um, just want to let you know. Um, so Sunday, Sunday night. Uh, I'm not sure what time, but Sunday night when I come home from church, I will try to do the, the message I was going to do last Sunday. But didn't feel like it. So hopefully this coming Sunday night I'll be able to do that when I come home from church. Um, uh, next week... Uh, we are done with Matthew 3, so next week we'll be getting into Matthew chapter 4, okay? So you pray for me on that, you pray for this video, you pray that it would be a blessing, okay? 
Um, but other than that, that's all I got. It was a lot of verses, so if you need to go back and rewatch it again, by all means, all right? Um, but listen, I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a great and fantastic evening. Um, and Lord willing, we'll hopefully see you all on Sunday evening. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya. Bye.